Welcome to Silent Symptoms, a black mental health podcast. I am your host, Katasso Fridge, a Florida-based therapist. This podcast focuses on mental health, stigmas, and social injustices that affect the black community. This podcast was created to bring awareness about mental health and can be used as an educational guide, but this is not to be used as a replacement for seeking help from a therapist. I hope you enjoy the podcast. Welcome to Silent Symptoms, a Black Mental Health Podcast. Today, I have a special guest, and this is my husband, no White, <laughs> my husband. So today, I just wanted to bring him on to talk a little bit about relationship goals and things that are happening in life and certain things that we went through to get this, to this point in our relationship. I know that the last time that we spoke, my life was like completely different from what it is right now. Like literally in the last year, I got engaged and then I got married in like five seconds later. So we're going to talk a little bit about that. And, um... I just wanted to bring him on, baby. Introduce yourself and also tell them where they can find you so they can follow you. Well, my name is Noel White. <laughs> I'm a 10-year veteran. I actually recently retired um, over a year ago. Um, my Instagram is Noel Limit, N-O-A-L-L-I-M-I-T. Um, also, I do a little bit of photography fun on the side at Noel White, N-O-A-L-W-H-I-T-E. Um, you gotta hide yourself a little bit more. Like what else? Um, let me people? tell y'all. He <laughs> owns a logistics company. He also uh, we have a credit company that we're building up. We're writing books, so he does a little bit more. He's so modest. He invests in real estate. He does everything. So I want to call him a mogul, but he's so modest. So um, okay, babe. So let's let's take it back. So you and I like got to really get to know each other in like 2017, right? Yes. At that time in your yes. life. So, okay, I'm not going to tell them how we met. I'm not going to tell them. <laughs> But I will say that the first time that I met him, um, we actually went to go see a fight together. I actually met him and then we went to go see a fight together. Tell yeah. me about your first impression when you first saw me. Well, what can I say? <laughs> I was impressed. Um, it was a surprise in my life. It was something different. Um, a different type of woman that I wasn't necessarily used to. But around that time, I kind of decided and um, made a decision on the type of woman that I wanted in my life. And she fit on pretty much all those fits that I wanted. You know what I mean? Even I was particular about even something as small as I wanted a woman with a master's degree I wanted a woman that's multicultural I wanted this, I wanted that and she met a lot of those wickets and I think that's what really kind of took us to the place we are now yeah, cause when I first when I first actually uh, saw him so I, I could tell him like when I, when, yeah. when I walked through the door and I looked at him I was like this man in the flesh in like real life he really looks good and he was fine and then he was like hanging out with his friends so it was nice to kind of see him in his element because it wasn't like we went on like an individual date like it was nice because you got to see other people you try, got to interact with one another and then I'm like mm, he looks good and then do you remember he probably he doesn't remember anything but 
Do you remember when I went out to my car and then I came back inside the house? No. <laughs> no. So, so what happened was I walked outside. I don't know what I had to do with my car. And I came back in. And when we were walking, when I was walking back through the door, we kind of locked eyes. I was looking at him. It was like, he's looking at me like she looks good. And I was looking at him like he looks good. And then I ended up winking at him. Do you remember that? Because <laughs> I do the kookiest things. Like, first time, first day meeting this man, I'm, like, winking at him. And then when I left, I was, like, telling my friends, I was, like, yeah, this is this person is about to be my husband. And I knew it at that time because I was just, like, the connection was real. And then the time that we spent with one another, even throughout that day, like, we hung out from, like, it was, like, 7 p.m. Yeah. until, like, 5 o'clock in, in the morning, morning yeah. the next day. Yeah. So... Some of the things that, like he said, there were certain, like, things that I wanted in a relationship. Like, my friend had told me, like, before you get into another relationship, you have to write out, you know, all the things you keep saying. Like, I kept saying different things. Like, I want somebody that's family-oriented, that has their stuff together, that I don't really have to establish. They have their own thing going on. They have their own car. They have their own place. You know, things, somebody that's kind-hearted, somebody that's considerate, and that can communicate. And I think what we found in common was the communication thing, right? That was, yeah, like, yeah, the most important definitely. thing. Because I was telling him, like, I definitely want somebody that can communicate. Because yeah. it's not going to work if we don't communicate. Yeah, but that was pretty easy. I think, especially because your line of work, it made me trying to communicate a lot easier because... In past relationship, it's hard to try and communicate with a person when they don't necessarily understand where you're coming from and what you're saying. So when you're in a field where you do, where you're doing communication as a as a career, yeah, you know what I mean. It's like that, like just that much better um, when it comes to a relationship because if you have the ability to actually express. Um, what you want and what you need within a relationship it makes it a lot easier especially as a man <laughs> where I don't have to guess or I don't have to imagine or I don't have to assume mm -hmm. um, to have a person in my life to kind of just tell me what they actually want and I just try to do my best to fulfill those needs yeah he definitely and what I like um, he definitely says okay Tell me what you want. <laughs> like, I, I just go, like, the long way to kind of explain things. And maybe because of, like, past relationships and situations where I felt like I had to explain myself. But, like, being in this relationship made it so much easier because I could communicate with him, like, yeah. and tell him what I want. He could tell me what he wants. Because I was, you brought up a really good point because, like, a lot of people in my field, like, as therapists say that they have a hard time finding a relationship because they're a therapist or they overanalyze situations or they feel like somehow they're psychoanalyzing their partner. Like, do you feel like it was easy or hard to date somebody that's in the field? I feel like it was easier because I can express my issues and then not only that, but you never brought work home. So you had those communication skills, but you never brought work home. Mm -hmm. So that made things a lot better. So you never had those problems where you were trying to indirectly diagnose me with something or yeah. maybe this is wrong with them, that is wrong with them. So I never got any of that. So any kind of problems we had within our relationship um, kind of just worked through them. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, I think that that's that's the good part about like the relationship that we have. Like we both like had some our own relationship issues prior to us getting mm. together. We did. Yeah. <laughs> and we decided like it's like we were dating the same person out of two different people. So we saw kind of things that we didn't want to have in our relationships and we kind of model after like our own thing like what we wanted out of each other and then what we foresaw for the future because a lot of times like when people are in the relationship they live living for the moment which at times we did live for the moment yes absolutely and then it's also good to establish in a relationship what kind of boundaries you want to have with your partner and things that you want to see for the future like a lot of boundaries that we had in the relationship were kind of fluid because we learned each other day by day yeah Cause when we really thought of like when I was talking last night with some of my friends, we were we were talking about like timelines of like dating somebody and then how quickly should you like move with somebody? And then when I kind of looked at like our relationship, everything was like it seemed like it took forever, but everything was like fast motion. Yeah. Not not the beginning, not the end, but like the beginning of hanging out. No, I wouldn't say that. You I wouldn't say that. that. I wouldn't say that. I say it took a while. It took a while. I would <laughs> say that it took a while. So me being a man as well, me venturing out, doing this, doing that, and not staying focused on what I had in front of me and things of that nature. So, mm-hmm. but when we actually locked each other down, um, we kind of built from there. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I felt like the pandemic and us being alone within the household um, actually advanced our relationship by years, by years, I feel like, because that's when you get to really learn a person. Like, if you ever go on a trip or, like, go go on a vacation with somebody, be stuck with them somewhere, you are really, you will learn if you like them or not, if you want to be with them or not, if you like them or not, if you can even stand them as a person and see if it is not just surface level. So, um, over the couple months um, to where we were during the lockdown, I actually had a chance to actually get to know her a lot more. Mm-hmm. And that actually reassured me um, that I made the right choice for the woman I picked. So, you can have your, as a man, you have your your sureties, you can go this and that, you can guess whatever the case may be. But through ups and downs, through struggles, whatever the case may be, I was able to learn this woman, learn that we actually communicate, learn that we don't argue when we're in the same household, learn that we could, we just never go to sleep mad, never have any crazy significant problems. We know how to forgive, and it's kind of hard to have that in a relationship. And it's not tit for tat and things of that nature. So it's been a blessing. <laughs> I know I can't really say it. It's just been a blessing. This is like actually the easiest relationship I've ever been in in my entire life. Like, easy. And I'm saying easy because, like, those things, not to say that we never had, like, little spats, but for the most part, we're able to establish, like, what do we want to do? How do we want to move forward in this relationship? I remember, like, when we were first getting to know each other, not when we were dating, but getting to know each other and spending a lot of time together, and we had situations in between, and then um, Noel kept bringing up something, and then what did I say, baby? 
Remember when yeah. I was like, hey, oh, hey. I said to him, I said, okay, we talking about, we keep talking about the problem. So what okay, are we gonna do to move forward? Yeah. And then he was like, oh, dang. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because it's like a lot of times in relationships, we want to focus on certain things that somebody has done or certain things that could possibly happen in a relationship. But what are you going to do to move forward in your relationship? Do you want to be with that person? Or are you just going to continue to bring things up and not advance within your relationship? And then for us, obviously, when the pandemic came around, we had already been dating for a while. And it was so easy kind of spending time with him every single day because I feel like even from the beginning, we took time to get to know each other. He knows the good, the bad, the ugly about me. And then the pandemic hit and I'm forced to be around him every single day of every hour. I liked it. I really yeah. like being around him because I basically figured out like I can literally deal with this person for the rest of my life and not have having to worry too much about his habits or things that I don't like. And my mom always said, you have to pick the things that you can deal with and you can't deal with. And if you have a person that they have things that you cannot absolutely deal with, you might as well run. And I didn't run for the hills because where we are right now. And then he didn't run, obviously. <laughs> he didn't yeah. run, obviously. But I feel like to, to some capacity, we used to be runners. Like, you know, a lot of people like to avoid issues in relationships. And we haven't done that. We, we kind of try really hard to kind of face the issues where... If we have problems, let's deal mm -hmm. with this. Absolutely. Let's deal with this. But I think, especially within a relationship, you have to reach a level of emotional maturity. If you haven't actually reached that level, especially you were talking before about like how you run away from problems, um, I don't necessarily see it as running away. I see if you like, especially if you have a problem with a person, the person you're dealing with, whatever case may be. I'm kind of different. I don't believe in like wasting time. Like people try to make something work, but if you're not, if you don't already have those tools to mentally sustain that, to mentally get past that, or mentally communicate, like communicate with that person and actually work through that, mm -hmm. it's just like the whole relationship becomes a ticking time bomb. Yeah. So because we were able to deal with things, even as small how big, even when we were just dating nothing ever really became a problem or nothing really actually became big. Yeah. Because guess what? Nip it in the bud. We nip it in the bud. And like, what things do you feel like your past relationship have taught you and then for you to be... <laughs> Oops. For you to be emotionally mature. Do you feel like you were... Okay, let's start here. Do you think that you were emotionally mature when you met me? And okay, when you got to know me from a deeper level, I think maybe you were, let me say, I think that you probably were at the tail end of immaturity coming into maturity, I feel like. Mm, maybe. Uh, I, I can give it, I can give it that. I give it that. I, I, I give it a little bit It's not bad because you were, there's a little uh, bit of, and then they, but, but then it's like overall, like, I always I call him a flower to my friends because like every layer of our relationship like there's always something to peel back about him that's what I love about him because and he doesn't give you 
everything. Like, I feel like when we were, like, getting to know each other, it was, like, one layer. And when we started dating, it was another layer. And then when we got engaged, it was another layer. When we got married, it was another layer. It's, like, different surprises that I get. And I love that about him. You know what I mean? Like, you, like he gives you more and more and more of who he is. And I feel like from the beginning, I know this person, and then I keep knowing even more, like, and on a deeper level. So what do you think about um what have your past relationships taught you number one and then number two your emotional like maturity it taught me what to look out for and what i couldn't deal with so uh, through my lifetime especially dealing with relationships it's been more of a learning experience overall um i don't necessarily blame it on parenting whatever case may be but um my father was actually jailed for 21 years of my life so I feel like it was a lot of lessons that I didn't learn. So even like having a conversation with a couple of friends of mine, even males when I was in the military, um, I was finding maturity level a lot farther along in the way they deal with women, the way they conducting themselves, the way they conduct themselves in relationship and things of that nature, just because I didn't have any type of structure and I was kind of buffing my head and figuring my way out. And that kind of went over the broad aspect of my whole life. So not only from relationships to my career and the way I dealt with things from my entrepreneurship and things of that nature. Um, so when that led into relationships, it's hard. It becomes hard when you get two people that can't, that aren't there. You know what I mean? I actually like dating older women, but I always found the fact of all the women I had to use to date or I like talking to or that can actually get along with already had their lives started or they were restarting their lives so they already had children maybe once divorced whatever the case may be but when i get a woman my age it's like we're never on the same level so i don't want to control anybody or tell anybody what they should be doing but um it was more of a reaction to everything that was going on and trying to keep somebody happy, keep them from getting angry, keep them from this or that, instead of actually focus on wanting to build. You know what I mean? And then, as that, not only that, but I believe in certain roles in the household. So, <clears throat> no matter which way we set it up, but if it's a position within the household, I think um, we should decide what that position is going to be, and one of us should play this, one of us should play that, and. And we do what we need to do to build. And a lot of other relationships, I didn't never had that. Things were kind of leading on aimlessly and just toxic. <laughs> it, like I, It's honestly something I never really thought about in a while. You know what I mean? I learned a lot of what I didn't want. And I realized what I did want. So that's when I married. But yeah. I don't know. As a uh, man, I never really put that much thought into it. I kind of just really forget about... Yeah. I don't know, am I oppressing uh, trauma? I don't know. Maybe. Uh, probably. <laughs> probably. But you know, you got me and then you forgot about the rest. Yeah. I wish it was fine. But yeah, I feel like, too, like, childhood, like, I did an episode a while back about how childhood trauma affects your relationships. And it does, simply because we all have a little bit of trauma. Like, even when you grow up in a two-parent household, they, they might be certain things that you deal with within your own self, outside of your parenting, like, outside of your parents, 
that you have to deal with. And a lot of people, we probably figure things out because we're not open with our parents. We listen to our friends and you figure out things that way. So therefore, if your friends are telling you, do this girl, don't do that girl. And sometimes that's not always necessarily what's right. And then like you, your trauma with like, you know, your father, that plays a huge role in how you're supposed to be as a man or being taught what to do, at least given guidance. You know, I grew up in a two-parent household, but I still, even before that, I didn't have a two-parent household. So I have my little traumas from that. But as I, as I grew and I matured, I had to understand that like not everybody is going to be able to deal with my trauma. So I need to fix that. I need to figure out what I want and what I don't want. And those two things, because a lot of times we say, this is the type of person that I don't want. But when I ask you, what do you want? You have no answer. That's like he said, that's going into a relationship aimlessly, not knowing what kind of boundaries you have for yourself or what kind of boundaries your partner has. And you have to establish that. Everybody has their own roles and you have to establish what you want within your relationship. Because now that I'm married, I don't listen to anyone that's not married. And I barely listen to those people. You know what I'm saying? Because I tell him like, you know, whatever issues you and I have, this is for us because we already established our own relationship and what we want it to look like and if we got this far and we must be doing something right and we must be going on a journey that works out perfectly and it seems like all of our friends like are married and are establishing themselves and yeah. going in that direction i don't know if that's what we're attracting or it's age or whatever but it feels good to see other people and especially that black love it hits home for me that yeah, black love hits home for me so oh yeah and i forgot to go back a little bit i was like you know him and i got engaged in june and then in august we were married it was quick. My friend calls it a shotgun marriage. <laughs> but I, I, I like that because we said we didn't want a long engagement. We wanted to kind of hurry up and do what we had to do. We were living our life anyway. So we might as well establish that. And then we decided that, okay, so we're in a global pandemic. Number one, how are we going to have this? Are we going to be able to go to the courthouse? Because we always said we're going to go to the courthouse and then have our wedding, you know, where everybody can come. Number one, during a pandemic, the courthouse was not open. Nope. At least not here. Not, 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 not in our geographical <laughs> location. Not here, where we are. It wasn't open. So we're like, okay. So Noah came back home one day and he was like, what about us going to Vegas? And I was like, Vegas? I was like, are you sure you want to go to Vegas? And he was like, yeah. Because I'm a doer, and he said, and he and I, and I jumped and I did everything. He was like, ah, So, we going to Vegas to get married for real? I'm like, Yeah, you, <laughs> you brought it up. Like, so I'm going to go ahead and do it. And then we kind we picked a date. Well, I picked the date. I was like, Okay, let's do it on this specific day and let's enjoy our time. And we did. And people try to steal our shine, but it didn't happen. No energy. No energy. So we we really enjoyed each other's company and stuff like that. Um, I feel like overall, the reason why I brought him on is to, you know, kind of introduce you guys to my husband, husband. And also to, you know, like to kind of tell you a little bit of a background about us. And 
out of all of this, the reason why I brought him on is because we all have our own relationship goals and you need to be your own relationship goals. And the most important part out of all of this, number one, you need to be able to set boundaries within yourself. You need to set boundaries within your relationship and you need to decide what kind of relationship that you want to have. You don't have to have the same relationship as other people. You need to pick the person that you want to be with and you have to make sure that whatever they bring to the table you're able to deal with. Don't try to become Build-A-Bear and say I'm with this person so I want to change this about him. I want to make him do this because it's not going to work. Has that ever worked? No, I think within that, the best thing you can do is support whatever they want to do. So a lot of times, even before when the podcast started, I was the person behind the camera. I was the person on the other side pushing, yes. going to the store, buying thousands of dollars in equipment yes. <laughs> just and to I get wanna, things yes. done. Mm-hmm. Um, but like she said, you should never try to change the characteristics of a person. Um, if it's already within them, um, try to nurture and try to help them push them onto the next level in whatever field they're in. Um, and always don't ever rely on anybody to keep you happy. If you're not happy within yourself, within what you got going on, the person with you, not go, they, one, it's going to be one or two things, if not both. Y'all not going to be happy as a couple, as a, as a goal. You're going to be a hindrance or they're going to be a hindrance to you. No matter how, if you want to be the play the victim or you want to blame, you know what I mean? And then a lot of the problem may be within self and it may not be within your relationship and what's going on, you know? So you should always look at that and then focus on what's going on with you and not trying to make yourself a reflection of what some, somebody else's situation appears to be because it may not be that. So what it appears to be may not may not be actually realistic for Lord. you or what you have going on. Right. Uh, and I, I want to touch on that because even, because I have not recorded a po- podcast over a year. And um, when I first started this whole podcast thing, number one, like Noah has these like crazy ideas on things that we need to do. And then I end up doing it. He's like, what, we're doing it? Yeah, we're doing it. <laughs> so he's always coming up with these amazing ideas and I'm the doer. So he's a dreamer on the door. And a lot of times too, it's like when when I said something about a podcast, Noah went out there about all the crazy stuff. Like whatever was top tier, he definitely went to buy. And I did the podcast. And I'm going to tell you guys, when you do a podcast or anything that you love, sometimes it becomes emotionally taxing on you because um, when you do a podcast, it's not just talking on this mic. It's setting up the lights and doing this and making sure the content that you give to people is authentic. And at least they could get a gem out of it. And I found myself feeling so drained and because of other things, because of work and things like that. And I didn't want to just like put out an episode because I just had to. I feel like my heart had to be in the right place. And and throughout the last year, I will say, Noah was like, okay, when are you going to report a podcast? When are you going to record? When are you going to record? And he was on me like white on rice. He really was. And I kept procrastinating because I felt like I wasn't, I was spread too 
thin and I had to kind of figure out like how am I gonna release certain things that I'm doing I'm you know I'm working full-time I have a contingent job I'm doing private practice I'm doing entirely too much uh, uh, you know I'm being a wife I'm trying to figure I'm an, a dog mom like <laughs> a homeowner all of that stuff that we're doing and he's busy with his, yeah, his businesses <laughs> yeah multiple homeowners and it's like a lot homeowners <laughs> so it's with an s but it's you know it was a lot so and i appreciate him pushing me that's what you need in a relationship somebody to encourage and he was like it doesn't matter you just need to record there are other people out there that you're inspiring you need to keep pushing you need to keep pushing and even though i haven't even really recorded like in a year and i wasn't even looking at my stats the entire year of 2020 i didn't look at any of the stats and i would say 2020 was a really good year for him and i and not downplaying what everybody else was going through. It was a really good year. It wasn't like I was just like a horrible year. It's just like unspread too thin. Plus the million businesses that were started and we're trying to continue. And as soon as I, I decided, I was like, okay, I'm gonna go back to recording this podcast. And I was like, you need to, you need to. And I needed that because I needed to remember. And one day I just opened up my um my 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 platform and it was like this past year alone even till today i've had like fourteen thousand listens on this podcast right here so i really appreciate everybody listening to it and i really appreciate you babe for pushing me or pushing me or pushing me <laughs> like record okay and you know just being my anchor and my supporter you know and my best friend and telling me how it is and what i need to actually do for myself and for you guys so and also for coming on here and talking <laughs> and being shy and you guys uh, let's let's hold him accountable because he wants to start his own youtube and podcast but he's still not doing it so i'm beyond him like why no right <laughs> i say i'll be his guest you know that's what relationships are about is trying to find somebody else's strengths and using them and then whatever weakness you they have you just scoop right in and pick up where they leave off and that's how we work him and i like a seesaw we kind of balance each other out and we find that straight line that balance that balance baby absolutely so thank you guys so much. So you guys make sure you follow Noel and I. Um, we're actually going to be coming up. We actually are almost done with a book, and the ebook is going to be about people um, helping people restore their credit, helping them get funding, how to go from the 500s to the 800s in no time. And this is a DIY book that you could do yourself. But if you feel like I don't want to do that, you could definitely hit up Noel and I. So you guys can follow me at Silent Symptoms Podcast. And on my uh, private practice, you can also hit me up at Solace. So S-O-L-A-C-E-C-C. PLLC on Instagram or on Facebook at Solace Counseling and Consulting. I'll also be coming out with another ebook that's talking about life transitions and how you can get out of the situation that you're in to kind of make yourself be better, build yourself. So that's what we're doing. So tell us a little bit about what you guys are seeking within your relationship or what are your relationship goals? You should be your own relationship goals. So, um, thank you, baby, for coming. So, follow him at No it. Limit. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you. Follow us. Bye.
Thank you for tuning in. Please be sure to like, share, and subscribe to our podcast. You can catch us on Anchor and all your favorite media streams. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at Silent Symptoms Podcast. Let us know if you have any feedback or topics that you would like to hear. 